Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Before I get started on today's uh, Mortcast, I'd like to talk to you about Carefree Cuisine, located uh, in, off of Bowles Avenue in the Columbia Shopping Center. Uh, they are committed to giving you the top eight allergen-free uh, foods, tasty foods, uh, that are created in a sterile kitchen. Uh, they are a new startup business that really wants to give you tasty meals that are free of those allergens, but also good good for you. But emphasis on the taste. Um, this is some really, really good, good stuff. And it's high-quality made uh, meals that you can take from your freezer to your microwave to your, to your uh, table. And right now, during this, what's going on right now? Uh, I got to say, convenience really helps. And I think any sort of convenience that you can kind of get and uh, like have a tasty meal for your family, uh, this is this is like the key. This is the key stop. You can go to at carefreecuisine.com or you can go to at Cuisine Carefree on Twitter and uh, just ask any questions that you need. Um, they are once again located uh, off of Bowles Avenue. In Littleton, at the Columbine Shopping Center, and uh, look for Carefree Cuisine, and just, you know, get some great meals if you want to go in and pick up, or uh, they also have, right now, obviously, a lot of businesses aren't open, Uh, they can do overnight shipping. Uh, and because these are all frozen meals, uh, they can be shipped. Uh, and later, uh, in a few weeks, they'll be offering delivery. So get on this as soon as you can. They have a deal right now for six meals for $99. And when you go in, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Morecast, part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Today... Uh, we're doing a different kind of podcast. I had one planned, and the file got corrupted. Unfortunately, it was an interview, and of course, if anyone knows my Lafonso Ellis story, uh, you know that this is not an, an unusual occurrence with me. Unfortunately, y'all would have enjoyed it. Um, I'll just put it to you that way. Um, but anyway, I've been thinking about something, and since people are putting out all these lists, and people seem to to like lists, I I, I kind of wanted to avoid that, but I wanted to do something that is kind of unique. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And it's one of those greatest what-ifs in Nuggets history. And I don't think there's been many more consequences, other than maybe Lafonso Ellis' knee injury in 1994. I don't know if there has been a more consequential injury in Nuggets history than uh, one that occurred seven years ago, nearly to the day of this recording. I believe uh, his injury occurred seven years ago, actually tomorrow. And it was Danilo Gallinari's injury to his knee 
against the Dallas Mavericks in 2013. Um, there is not a more, in the least in the, the 2000s, a more consequential injury. And you can fundamentally say that the lack of Danilo Gallinari started a series of dominoes that fundamentally not only altered the Denver Nuggets, but altered the NBA itself. It was that consequential. For context, uh, the 2012-13 Nuggets uh, were bolstered by the addition of of Andre Iguodala. Uh, Obviously, he shored up some of their defense, even though he was... I wouldn't say he was the greatest teammate in the world. Um, He did help them out tremendously as far as the defensive end goes. They went to basically a middle-of-the-pack defense that year, largely due to Iguodala and the Nuggets' length. But one of the key factors of that 2012-13 Nuggets team was the fact that they had length. And Iguodala's length was probably a more valuable asset to this Nuggets team than anything else. They were a high-flying team that started out with 23 of their first 33 games on the road. They didn't start off like gangbusters. However, for some context here, and as it pertains to Gallo's injury and the playoff series against the Golden State Warriors, we need to go back to semi the first quarter of that season and talk about a game the Nuggets played against the Golden State Warriors in Golden State, where the Denver Nuggets um, were struggling a bit. I think believe they were down by 10 entering into halftime, and Gallo was 0 for 10 in that first half. This was the first game they played against the Golden State Warriors that year. And it was one of those games where, if you, you know, as someone who was running Denver Stiffs at the time, people were getting increasingly angsty because Gallo ostensibly was the player that everyone focused on in the Nuggets trade, and he was therefore the focus of much of the angst. I don't, I think fairly and unfairly. Uneasy is the head that bears the crown, that sort of thing. And, and, and in, this sense, in this sense, Gallo, Gallo was an unfortunate uh, recipient of that, but also at the fact that, you know, he was injury prone. But it was always minor injuries, like an ankle here. Uh, I think he once, he hurt his, he hurt his hand, against the backboard uh, in 2012. Uh, it's just, there was always little, these little nagging things. And obviously, in that first game against the Golden State Warriors, things were, people were getting upset. Second half rolls around. Specifically, into the third quarter, Gallo goes on a tear and scores 20 points in the second half. And really was the reason, other than Clay Thompson missing two free throws, the reason the Nuggets were able to beat the Golden State Warriors in that game. A massive comeback from a terrible first half. But it was very clear at that moment, the one player the Golden State Warriors couldn't handle, that version of the Warriors, was Danilo Gallinari. When he got going, they couldn't stop him. And that was uh, one of those things that the was like, along with Andre Iguodala being who he is, that Nuggets that Nuggets squad benefited tremendously from Danilo Gallinari becoming a different kind of player in 2012-13, and that was in many ways his come out coming out moment uh, for that version of the Denver Nuggets through all the various nips and, and you know. 
little injuries that he was suffering. That Golden State game was really the one where he proved that he could take a team on his back and lead him to a victory. What that proved to be portentous because in every single game, the Nuggets played against the Warriors that year. They played them four times in the regular season. Daniel Gallinari averaged over 20 points in each of those games. He was proved to be the one player, the one player that Golden State couldn't really account for. And a lot of that was the versatility that he provided. You could play him at center. You could play him at power forward. You could play him at small forward. George Carl would use him in those small ball lineups where he would play center, Gallo would center, and Wilson Chandler was a power forward, and Iguodala would move over to the three. Uh, Corey Brewer would be two, and Ty Lawson at the one, and that lineup just had tremendous length. Brewer would get out on steals. Gallo has uh, always been an underrated defender in the sense that he could really lock down someone smaller than him. And uh, he would often be out on, on some guards, and he would really lock them down. There was a couple times, actually, uh, he ended up on Marc Gasol, uh, and he actually did a pretty good job on Gasol, even though you didn't want that sort of thing going. That was that was that version of the Nuggets. And as the season went on, and then they get into January, and the Nuggets have like a whole bunch of like 10 home games that year, that month. And it became, or 10 or 12, it was a lot. Um... And it became very clear that the Nuggets were going to be on a roll. They get into March, and suddenly the Nuggets get on a 15-game winning streak, uh, which was overshadowed because it happened at the same time as the uh, as the uh, Miami Heat's 22-game winning streak, I believe, at the time. <clears throat> so it was it was one of those it was one of those things where just just the combination of players is working. There, there, you could make an argument that it wasn't sustainable due to the, how they played. Uh, they were playing fast. They didn't really have any set offenses, as per usual with George. And it was a uh, more leak out, get steals, uh, create chaos kind of thing that you know George Carl became known for. In about, I think it was April fourth, which it would be today, two thousand thirteen. The Nuggets played the Utah Jazz. <clears throat> And the Nuggets always, as we all know, they struggle in Utah. What has been kind of become an iconic gif, GIF is Gallo comes down and the Nuggets blow the game open in the fourth quarter. Gallo comes down the floor, gets the ball at the top on a break, shoots a three, drains it. He finishes with 24 points in that game. The entire bench erupts and does the whole Italian, you know, fingers together thing. You know, the the the, the chef's kiss thing that they were doing for Gallo. It became a classic gif, and it became to and we just kind of symbolized that team. <clears throat> that team became that was the crystallization of what that team was. In the next very next game. Was uh, it was a back to back? It was the next game, which I believe was the fifth. I'm gonna have to remember my dates, but it's right around this this time in April. <clears throat> Gallo uh, is basically the only offense the Nuggets have in the in the first half of this game against Dallas. You could tell they were tired. Um, 
it was just one of those typical back-to-back performances. They had come back-to-back from Utah to Denver. Obviously, they were suffering the effects of that. The team was lackluster, and Gallo was just driving the lane relentlessly. Daniel Gallinari drives the lane. It's open. Was about to score. Obviously, we know what happens next. He grabs his knee, falls to the ground. Uh, it's carted off. Uh, Nate Timmons was at that game, and he said to me many times, "It's like the air went out of the the arena, just completely was let out." The Nuggets managed to finish out the year with a fifty-seven win mark. If Gallo remains in there, they may win 58 games, which would have made a difference, actually, because <clears throat> that would have probably bumped them up to the second spot, I think. Or did, did the Spurs win 60 that year? It could have been. Um, but anyway, it was a packed top of the Western Conference that year. Um, what happens? There was a, Now you have the context. What happens? If Gallo doesn't get injured, I have zero doubt in my mind the Nuggets win that playoff series against the Golden State Warriors. As I said before, he was the player that the Nuggets went 3-1 and one against the, the, the uh, Golden State Warriors that, that year. And in fact, the, la- the game they lost uh, was almost uh, won by Andre Iguodala with a uh, three-point shot that was just, was just barely after the final buzzer. They obviously had something going against the the Warriors that year. Obviously, the Warriors benefited from uh, David Lee getting injured so they could play Draymond Green. Obviously, that was a big factor. Um, Here's why I say the Nuggets would have won that series. Obviously, Gallo was the one they could not account for. He unlocked the Nuggets' versatility. With him on the court, the Nuggets could do anything. They really could play any combination. With Gallo not there, it was left to Wilson Chandler to be that Swiss Army Knife guy. And Wilson is really more of a 3-4, and he's not a 3-4-5. Not a um, and then George ended up trying to play him at center, uh, and it just didn't work. And, of course, obviously, Steph Curry hitting all those threes and you know hitting Draymond Green hitting threes. But... When you have Daniel Gallinari's length, a lot of that spacing is mitigated. Things don't turn out necessarily the same way. I'm convinced the Nuggets would have won. Well, if the Nuggets win that series, they go on to the second round, they probably, would they face the Spurs in the second round? I think maybe they would have faced the Spurs. They were the third seed that year, I believe. Um... And obviously, the the Spurs are were a good, still a good and viable team that year. In fact, they made it to the finals that year. So, you know, who's saying that the the Spurs probably would have won that? But you know, it would have been competitive. Nuggets get out of the first round. George Carl is not let go as coach. Period. It would have been extremely hard for the Nuggets to let George go. He was coming up on his last year of his deal, and obviously the incentive to keep George at that point would have been tremendous. Um, the Nuggets managed to get out of that first round. Obviously, I think they most likely, um, most likely, 
lose to the Spurs, but who knows? But it would have ended up a competitive series. It would have been actually a very enjoyable series. Also, who knows what would have happened with Masai Ujiri? That is one of the biggest unknowns. So both George Carl being fired and Masai Ujiri leaving, which happened in the same offseason, what would have happened? This is where we have to look at this and think, hmm, would Masai still have that incentive, if the Nuggets get out of the first round, would he still have that incentive to leave? Now, obviously, Toronto backed a dump truck full of money up to his door, but maybe if he saw some success, he thinks about it a little. Who knows? That's one of the great unknowns that I cannot say. I know for a fact, I know for a 100% fact, George Carl would not have been let go. It would have been nearly impossible for the Nuggets to let George go. Nuggets go into the 13-14 season. They keep the same team. Gallo's still there. Um, they don't add, you know, Tim Connolly's still in, um, maybe still in uh, um, New Orleans under Dell Demps. Uh, there is just so many different factors. Because what happened with Gallo's injury was it sent this cascade of different events happening. Masai goes to Toronto. Toronto eventually wins a championship in 2019. Um, George Carl gets fired. He ends up going to Sacramento a year and a half later. Uh, and flames out there and comes out to, comes back to Denver. Right, um, George. Maybe you know he's you know if he's still here, if he's still in Denver, what does that Nuggets team look like? What moves would have been made? Obviously, the incentive to do what the Nuggets did and kind of start breaking down what was there and changing their philosophy, which is intrinsically what happened. How do the Nuggets adapt? How do the Nuggets go from that team that gets out of the first round, and how do they uh, just, you know, kind of advance? Do they add a player? Does Egadala stay? And that's another question. Nuggets get out of the second, uh, get to the second round. Does he still, does Egadala still look to the Golden State Warriors? Um, I am convinced that Iguodala was gone regardless, but that didn't mean anything terminal for the Denver Nuggets, particularly if George was still there, because George would do everything it took to win games in the regular season. The Nuggets don't hire Brian Shaw. Shaw maybe stays with the Lakers, or was he gone for Yeah, maybe he stays with the Lakers, maybe who knows what happens. Or no, it wasn't Lakers, it was the uh, Indiana Pacers. Maybe he stays with the Pacers as the, their lead assistant. Maybe that causes Paul George to stay later on. Maybe, you know, it's all these little events that kind of cascade through history. Also, and the biggest question is, what would have happened with the Golden State Warriors? It's really acknowledged that the, the Warriors beating the Nuggets in 2013 was the moment. That was their big moment. All right, but what if the Nuggets beat him in the first round? What happens to the timeline of the Golden State Warriors? I still think they would have been a good team, but also that affects how they hire Steve Kerr, who really is the reason they get to a certain area. 
Michael Malone, the next year, ends up in Sacramento. And then he's there for a year and a half. And then, obviously, George took over for him. Um, but what happens there? Does Michael Malone still go to uh, go to the Sacramento Kings? There's all these questions, and they're all linked to one thing. And that is Danilo Gallinari hurting his knee. There's not a more consequential event that I could think of right now that affects Nuggets history and NBA history than Danilo Gallinari reaching down and grabbing his knee against the Dallas Mavericks in 2013 that shaped the course of history in such such a dramatic way. And all we have right now is to wonder what might have been. All right, thank you all for joining me in the latest C, well, let's say more cast, but CSG as well. <laughs> I'll be talking to you soon. Goodbye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.